Greetings, folks, and welcome to DBA Podcast, episode number nine for Friday, April 10th, 2015. DBA Podcast, the show giving that gives you the business every week here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. Hey, in Northern California, near San Francisco, I'm Shannon Jean. How's it going, Dave? It goes. We're uh, we're we're meeting mid travels. You just got back yes. from some traveling, and I'm just about to head off. So this is the yeah. one day that we're not that we're both <laughs> in our normal elements. Yeah, we roll. Yeah, it's crazy. We got rolled in about three o'clock uh, last night after some weather delays, and uh, we hit the ground running this morning. So wow. oh. that's always fun. It's yeah. always fun. Oh, <laughs> it's, man. It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And of course, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always, like I mentioned, there's always a tiny baby sitting near me. I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, it, it seems like I should get some kind of a discount because uh, there's always seemed to be some extra noise involved. And uh, I did like your comment about the uh, fitted uh, ear pieces and may have to go down that road. <laughs> oh, man. You know, right. I was, I, I mean, I've, I've used them on stage for, for probably a decade now. Um, and they're great on stage for, you know, being able to hear and not sure. having a monitor wedge. But, uh, and when I went through that process, I wound up with several pairs of them and, and I do, I keep one pair of the fitted stuff in my travel bag and I got on a plane one day and I had, Oh yeah, I had to sleep on this flight. There was right. just no two ways about it, but it was a midday flight. It was kind of weird. I had a gig here in New Hampshire that morning for a, it was playing like uh, bef- before the, it was for the homecoming UNH game or something here in, in oh, okay. New Hampshire. So we played early in the morning while people were tailgating and everything. And then I raced from that gig to the airport, flew to San Jose uh, where uh, a friend picked me up and took me to another friend's uh, 45th birthday party oh, where nice. I then played that night. So I, I felt like Phil Collins when he when he did Live yeah. Aid, right? Because you know he played he played both <laughs> you, ends of you, it. You, you just didn't ride in the Concorde. Right? I didn't ride in the Concorde, but I did ride on a JetBlue plane. Close, close. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's and good. you know, this gig was a late gig. It went whatever nine to midnight, nine to one Pacific time. So you know, midnight to you know whatever four Eastern time, which is where my body started the day. So I knew yeah. I had to have you know a decent amount of sleep. And I figured I'm like, fine, I'll, you know, drink a little red wine or whatever. And yeah, you know, when I get on yeah. the plane, I, I can, I can get myself to sleep and right. I get there and there's this baby next to me and I'm oh, like, oh, man. I didn't think about this. And yeah. so I, you know, I put my earphones in or whatever, and I, I had my glass of red wine or whatever it was. And, and then I slept and, and then at one point I was aware of like some noise and I'm like, huh, that must be like the captain it was this very, very distant noise. And I right. took out my earphones and it was like, oh, like, oh yeah. wow, that's much closer than I thought. I put it back in and yeah. back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm definitely going that route. You have to. You got to do something <laughs> yeah. to seal it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and agree. the whole noise canceling thing d- d- is actually worse for that. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because it cancels. Yeah, it cancels out the, the kind of the flatline noise, the, the oh, plane. And so I got it. Everything else is amplified, including conversation. And that's oh, just that's not bad. That's just bad. Yeah. yeah. That is bad. That yeah. is bad. Anyway, that's, it's good to be that's, back. That's not our. That's not what our show is up usually. That's about. right. That's right. That's right. You're right. But we're, we chat. So hey, I was I was very excited to get some uh, user feedback comments last week and uh, some questions. We had a couple of uh, couple of listeners, you know, write in, uh, and I just want to touch base on that for a second. And then we're also going to have uh, one of them as our topic today. So um, I, I, I want to do one thing, Shannon. I yeah, should have sure. done this. We should do this in the intro okay. every time. It, Already. Somebody new, somebody that's new listening, well, they certainly now know that our show is not supposed to be about custom fitted earphones, but they don't know what our show is supposed to be about. So in a nutshell, 
we're bringing you things that are important to the small business owner. And it's something right. we've found we couldn't find in a, in a podcast anywhere else. There's a lot of stuff about kind of the sexy venture capital entrepreneurship, you know, paths, but nothing about those of us that just get after it every day and get it done. And that's what the DBA podcast is for. Yeah, it's great. And I think you touched on it really well. I mean, I love the tagline, you know, giving you the business every week. I think it's a good play of words, but really, uh, I think a more succinct description was, you know, the small business podcast. That's it. And, and that's really what we're talking about. We're both entrepreneurs that have started multiple businesses and have done everything from consulting to, you know, uh, you know, managing employees, that kind of stuff. And we, we're, we're going to talk about our experiences, but we're also uh, hoping to, uh, and we're starting to see it come to fruition, uh, you know, get, getting feedback from our readers or I'm sorry, our listeners. And we, you know, and I we're make that have mistake to, still 10 years later. So don't, <laughs> don't right, worry about right. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then we're also going to have guests on. We have our first guest, you know, lined up here in the, in the next couple of weeks, uh, uh, with, uh, Abby Vakil coming on and talking about his business experience. And I think it'll be really good. So, so yeah, that's, that's a real uh, good thing to point out. And we'll, we'll come up with a little uh, blurb each time. So people know what, what the heck they're listening to. But today's show. Today's show. So we had, uh, David Glant wrote in and asked about to ask us to talk about, uh, email lists and opt in newsletters, spam, that kind of thing. And, um, I just happened to have a colleague in that, that, uh, industry that deals with uh, lead generation, email lists, that kind of thing. And so I've talked to him and, and he's going to be coming on in the coming weeks and we'll have a good chat and we'll, we'll both learn a lot. I mean, I've, I've definitely used some, um, but I wouldn't call myself an expert uh, in, in uh, you know, buying lists and doing things like that. And there's a lot of pitfalls that you want to be sure you avoid. And uh, we're going to all, we'll all get a good education when, uh, uh, John Goodrow comes on in a few weeks and gives us some, some info. Nice. Yeah. nice. And then we, we also had uh, a, a question of feedback from uh, Tim Barker, who's started up a Mac consultancy and, and similar to, to Dave Galant's comment is like, okay, well, how do I generate leads? How do I get the business generate? You know, how do I get my customers? I don't have a ton of capital to invest in advertising and that kind of thing. So today I thought we'd really talk about one of my absolute favorite subject is marketing promotion with no money. Uh, and so we've both had experience with that and I, I thought we'd roll right in and talk about Tim's topic. That's a, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. We get people that uh, call us at Backbeat Media all the time that want to do this without money. So, yeah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but, but yeah. I, I say that tongue in cheek. There, there is yes, actually, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's value in, in, in traditional advertising and even non-traditional Absolutely. advertising, but there is also, it, that's not going to be the end all be all. Even if you have all the money in the world, you yeah. can't just throw it at that and expect it to actually work. You have to do some stuff on your own to promote your business. Uh, right. And I would say that contacting a company like Backbeat is not where you start. No, you, you, they are part of your long term plan. But you need to you know, you get to you get to the point where you have some revenues and you're generating and kicking off some cash so you can say, hey, you know, if I invest in this, what's the return on investment going to be and maybe take the business to another level? That's right. Uh, you know, but when you're when you get started, you know. I always assume that people start a business or because they have some skill at it. You know, they, they, and if you've ever read the E-Myth, um, which is a great book that I'll link to on the site, it talks about we all start as technicians and not even if you're, you know, you can be a chef and be a tech or a whatever, a publisher, but we're the person doing the work. We're uh, the expert, if you will. 
And I heard a quote this week I thought was great. And it was, I'm sure I'm not paraphrasing it correctly, but it was something along the lines that, you know, when you're good at something, you need to tell everyone about it. When you're great at something, people will tell you. Uh, and then I'll add on a little bit more make, for related to what we're doing is if you're great at something, then they're going to tell other people. And this costs you nothing financially. Just, you know, being the best at something, whatever it is, even if you're not, uh, you know, the best technician, but if you're really powerful with customer service or if you're a really good communicator, that's what uh, you want to focus on is, you know, look at what you're doing and, and what services you're offer, offering or what products you're offering and make a list. What are we good at and what are we not so good at and what are we great at? Um, things that you just crush and, and that you know you're the best at. That's what you want to really talk about. So when people, you know, listen to you and, they, and then they have that experience, they'll, you know, they're going to agree with you and they're going to tell everybody out or tell everybody else. And it could be, like I said, problem solving. It could be performing, whatever. Uh, find what you're great at and push into that area. And, you know, going back to the word of mouth, uh, you want to, the more you talk, the more you talk about your business, what you're doing to friends, uh, colleagues, the better it's going to be. Uh, the word's going to get out there. It's the lowest priced promotional opportunity you will ever have in your life. Uh, is talking about what you're an expert at or what your company's the best at. What is your reason? We had, we talked a, a couple episodes, I think it was, about what value you add you know what is it uh till you can stay in the in the niche where the profit margins are typically higher um and you want to talk about that you want your you know come up with your story i mean what is your story and how are you going to get that across to your potential customers and how are you going to make it interesting enough to where you know they're going to listen to you um when when i was starting in the you know repair business i'd i'd we were not in the repair business. Uh, we were always in the product business, refurbished products, selling product, moving large volume of boxes. But as the market changed, uh, I realized that the service business was something that we needed to get in. And so I had this experience where I, I took a camcorder. We were had little kids and we were headed to Disneyland. And of course, the night before, maybe the day before you're ready to go, you check the camcorder. Be sure you get that. And your wife reminds you that that's your area of expertise. Right. Uh, right. And so you turn it on and check it out to check battery. And, you know, as luck would have it, it doesn't turn on. So I took it down to one of these, uh, I think at the time it might've been circuit city. It was still around and went in and said, Hey, you know, I need to get this fixed and what's going on. And it was just a rotten experience. Everything about it. I could tell the people that worked there weren't happy the procedures that they had to follow were just garbage. Uh, the customers all standing around in the line doing what I was trying to do were not happy. And then they told me it would take about 30 days to get this camcorder repaired. And I thought, man, this is an opportunity here because there were people bringing in all kinds of products in there and nobody was happy. Nobody, like I said, nobody at work there, nobody that, that you know. And that's a business up. where you are, I mean, you'd have to go out of your way like Circuit City did to yep. not make people happy. I mean, they're bringing in something that's broken, right? They they know what they want you to do, right? It, it's right. a very specific right. thing. It's not even like you're a consultant and somebody brings you in and says, uh, you know, fix this uh, potential nebulous thing, right? I mean, the, the customer can even tell you, here's what 
I expect this product to do when you're done with it. Right. I mean, you have a very clear cut set. And if you meet that goal, you win. It's very simple. Right. And the bar and the bar is pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> you, you, know, yes. you have something that doesn't work. And, you know, I thought and I sat there and, and as I was waiting in line, I was listening to one customer after another be disappointed. And I said, man, this is my opportunity because I'm I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm not very good at, but I could I knew I could do this better. And I also knew that I had a bunch of people working for me that were really, you know, good people that l- enjoyed their work. And at the time, I was concerned because we saw it was kind of about the time the dot com, you know, think bubble burst. And yep. I said, OK, we got to come up with a new you know, idea here for this business. And I had all these people working for me and I didn't you know, I, I wanted to take care of them. They were people that had been with me for years and we had to come up with a new concept. So I went back to the office and we sketched out how we would come up with this overnight repair business. And it was, you know, it was laptops at first. And, you know, we got hooked up with DHL at the time uh, and we got convinced them somehow, you know, to put one of our laptop boxes in the, you know, every DHL truck in the country. And so that story of me walking into circuit city and going through that, uh, that line, I've told that story thousands of times and it, allows it's a way better uh, method of telling people what we do than saying oh yeah we do repair laptops you know we we're in the we're in the uh you know we're more in the repair business oh right that's interesting oh you're just like circuit city another disappointment (laughs) right exactly that's because that's the message you send yeah yeah yeah. you know it's interesting when when um what i say to our guys at at mac observer when they write an article uh, or, you know, put together a podcast or whatever. Some you know, they're, they're finished publishing some piece of, of content. Right. And it's right. usually uh-huh. a, a story that they've written. My, I, I, you know, my, uh, my message is, okay, you're halfway done. Right. Yeah. You know, and halfway actually might even be a lie, right. <laughs> you know, it might, sure, sure. it might be, you're only 30% done. Now you have to go and shout from the rooftops about how great this thing is that you just put together. Yeah. And if you feel like you can't do that or don't want to do that, then you don't feel like what you just put together was great. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, so. Right. right. And so that's a litmus test. Are you ready to go tell people how awesome this is? If the answer is no. OK, well, then you're not finished. Right. You know, you got to put out a great product and and then you have to be comfortable telling people not just what you do. Like you said, you know, it's like. Oh, well, I'm in the repair business. You know, you could do that and be meek about yeah. it and all that. You wouldn't still be in the repair business, though. You would have been shut out you years ago. It. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't tell people that. You tell people how frustrated you were with Circuit City and how you solved that problem, not how you repair things. The repair part, that's actually kind of easy, like you said. That's bar right. Yeah, that, that's, the easy, that's right. That's the easiest part of it. And and for, for me, what I found was that people really, uh, they responded very positive, you know, in a positive manner to that story. In addition, they asked lots of questions about the employees and I realized like, oh, well, what I assumed was just what any normal person would do. Maybe they don't all do that. So everyone liked the idea of here you're trying to come up with a new business model because you also, you know, of course you want to protect your own livelihood. But part of the the reason for being is because you have this great group of people that work with you and you want to create you know, something that we can all be involved in. And, and, uh, you know, we promoted that story on our website. We had our PR, you know, at the time we had some, we we're doing some press stuff and, and, you know, we, we, 
talked about, I still talk about today. Like I'm talking about right now. I was just going to say, intentionally or not, you're promoting your business, right? (laughs) It's not a bad thing. Right. That's right. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. You know, people want to hear about you. They they don't necessarily, you know, uh, the polite thing, oh, what do you do? But you you do need to turn it into a story. And Dave, you, you reminded me of that when we just got started here. It's like, hey, this these are all great technical details about stuff, but we, we need to personalize it. And right. that's what you as a small business owner without a lot of capital and maybe not, you know, access to lots of different markets or you don't want to go blow a ton of money buying keywords from Google or, you know, you know, this kind of stuff. You have to fine tune your story over and over to the point where it just comes naturally to anyone you talk to. And you should be having that conversation with anybody that'll listen, your accountant, you know, if you have one, uh, you know, your banker, the, anyone that asks you, especially, Oh, Hey, what do you do? Oh, well, great. Here's my card. And if you can get the opportunity, you know, here, here's my story. And, and they do want to hear about it. So everyone's looking for content and people want to know. And, and like Dave, you always go, you have these conversations and go do presentations at the user groups, right? Right. And what do you generally talk about at, at, at those events? I mean, what's, what's your story when you get up there? Well, it's, I mean, it's all kinds of different things, right? It, it sure. usually is training. That is what okay. I try to do is I try to come in and, and train people. And it's, it, you know, there's usually 30 people in the audience, somewhere between 30 and 150, right? I mean, these okay. user groups yeah. aren't huge numbers of people. Um, but it's a, a place to hone your, your storytelling skills because you're not going to, you know, you, you can get up there and say, okay, this, you put, you know, check tech, tech, you know, check the checkbox a, and do this and it's fine, but you've got to be entertaining, right? You have to be, yeah, you, you, that's engaging Engaging. at the very least. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so it's, I try to make it training, but it's, you know, the other thing is, is I use it as an opportunity to, to just interface with people. You know, I, if I show up with a presentation and I run through that presentation, it's worthless, right? I can do that anywhere. I rather, especially when it's a hundred people or less, I can manage a room of a hundred people. And so I'll start and then I just want you to ask questions and I'll answer all your questions. And I, you know, I'll identify, okay, if I've got one guy that's just going to monopolize, okay, I got to shut him down. Right. Right. You know, it's fine. And that's easy. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, it's telling stories and and, and making it so people walk away with something in their head. Yeah. yeah. And they and they remember you. And so yes. you can talk at a, you know, if like, uh, you know, Tim, you starting out as a Mac consultant, you know, there are user groups all over the place and oh, they would love to hear from you. And dude, and, you would get business from them. Yeah. I mean, I, I walk out of those user group meetings with people saying, Hey, so is, you know, do you consult on the side? You know, what do you that's do? Right. That's it's, right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Everybody offer, wants to meet you. Offer your <laughs> services. Yeah. Especially for a Mac consultant, offer your services yeah. to every user group within probably a two hour ride of your house. Right. You know, maybe that an hour sense. and a half and, and offer to say, okay, what time's your meeting start? Seven o'clock. Great. I'll get yep. there at six fifteen. for anybody that wants to bring in their questions. I'll answer them for free for 45 minutes. Now you're doing cool. this once a month. That's it. And look yeah. at all the business you're going to get. And, and the thing is, uh, when I first got started, uh, I know I had some hesitancy because I was like, well, you know, I'm not really the expert yet, you know, or I don't know all, all of it, but I guarantee you nine times out of 10, you're going to know more than the people in that audience. And, and, if, and, and if, if you don't, that's okay. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you can follow up. Say, hey, that's a great question. I don't have this at my fingertips, but let me, I'll, I'll come over and come up after the show and or after the talk and we'll, we'll look it up together and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, and if you don't have user groups or, or the other thing to expand on, you know, we've made tons of contacts at trade shows. And, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, per, uh, presenting a booth, at a trade show right? or setting yeah. a booth, which can be rather expensive, but just being on the floor and walking around. And I can remember Dave, the backbeat guys walking around. Yeah. And, and you know, never had a booth, (laughs) never had a booth, but you were always, always the guys wearing a sport coat Yep, (laughs) or a jacket, you know, that's right. And, and, and here they was guys would come up and they were, they were working the show floor. And it was as simple as I can remember Jeff, you know, coming up and talking to me, say, Hey, how's it going? What's going on? And just talking and, and, you know, uh, making that connection with, with people is great. And we did the same thing. You'd walk around, you know, you talk to people, you run into people. It's, it's all about getting out there. You know, I'm sure you're Go ahead. No, I was going to say at the trade shows that you're yeah. right. I mean, getting out there is it. We, we always used to say and still say, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, the thing we have to do is remind people that we're human because right. so much of our business is handled electronically, right? You know, we're sending emails back and forth to people. We're presenting new things via email and that's great. But if you're not reminding each of those people that you're actually a human being and you have stuff going on in your life, just like they have stuff going on in theirs and all of that stuff, if you're not doing that a couple of times a year, then you have no advantage. Right? Yeah, I you're agree. Just yeah. another guy looking to get their business. Yeah. And, and you're, you're flooded with those guys. Of course know. we all are. It's, commit. Yes. it's okay. I mean, it's how it goes. Sure. Nobody's mad sure. at you for it, but right. you can, you can take it to the next level. And I think, I, I, you know, the, at the core of what you're talking about here, Shannon, is confidence. And if and it's it's one of those things, yeah. if you don't have it, fake it till you make it right. Yes. If it, yep. You you have to seem like you believe in what your business does so much so that you actually don't have to, like, pitch it every time you get an opportunity. You just confidence. Right. Yep. It's na- it becomes natural. It becomes yeah, natural. Sec- it's second nature. And, and then telling that story and yeah. y- y- what you'll find is it'll also, y- you migrate from your own personal story as you got started, which everyone wants to hear, but then you'll also be able to just tell stories about your business and experiences you had, uh, problems that you solved, you know, nightmares that you encountered. People want to hear that stuff. And, and you can share that in any you know, form you can imagine. I mean, you could, you, you definitely want to get a blog uh, up there and on your, on your company website and you want to generate content, even if only one or two people read it, because when somebody wants to come learn about you, they're going to go to your website. Okay. So-and-so, you know, Hey, I heard about Tim. He's a great guy. And we're going to go up and check out his site. They're going to find all this nice content. And it's not content in, in my opinion, that you're going to be able to always be trying to sell them something, but rather it's something that is continues to reaffirm that your, your expertise in what you're doing. And as a Mac guy, and we do this with tech restore, our blog rarely tries to sell you anything, but actually it's just a resource. Yeah. We talk about the OS X updates, the iOS updates and this, and how to do this, how to fix your Apple ID. I mean, all these little tips are, are very powerful they were great for search engine optimization, and it also, you know, positions you as a resource, and that's what you want. Because especially if you're a consultant, your your business is event driven, and what I mean by that is, you can't go, hey, I'm running a special today, 
So it's a, a lower price uh, when your printer doesn't work or you can't get the Wi-Fi in your house to work. Well, it, that doesn't mean anything because unless that person has that problem, they don't need you. But what you want is you want to be positioned as that expert when they do need you. Right. It's, it, it's, it's critical. And, you know, your blog, you can do, you know, want to start a podcast, even if you're just doing it on your own and putting it up on your site. Um, all kinds of other groups. Chamber of Commerce, you can talk to the Elks, and you can talk to anybody. Social media, certainly you want to be up on Facebook. Uh, try to get people likes, ask your family, you know, that kind of thing. And, and then link all that stuff together, your Twitter feed. I mean, Dave, I think you're really good at doing that. Uh, and, and also, I think what you're really good at is opening yourself up and letting people in. Because people really are interested. It's like reality TV, man. Yeah. Everybody loves, everybody's a voyeur, right? It's, it's kind of the human condition. It's the human condition. Yeah. And you do, you know, I get, and I have people like friends, especially local friends that aren't uh, in the business of being in business for themselves. They're working for somebody else or whatever. They're like, you know, they, 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 they rib me about it. They're like, oh, you know, you know, we were talking about privacy and security and the security and somebody was saying, oh, so somebody's going to know you weren't home all day yesterday. And, you know, you were in Boston because you were with your kid. Maybe right. maybe today's a good day to rob your house. It's like, yeah, yeah. OK, right. Sure. So that's a risk. But, yeah. you know, the reality is this is just I this is what I do. And people know me. And uh, and, it, it you know, the, the benefits far outweigh the yeah. negatives. But if you're going to be in business for yourself, you it. it I guess you could be a very private person, but you it's need tough, to, though. it's yeah. tough. Yeah. You need to be a personality, right? It, especially yeah. if you're a consultant, because these people yep. are going to invite you into your home or business. Right. And, yep. uh, and to, you know, and then they're going to pay you, right. They're not just inviting you in, they're paying That's you right. to show up. That's right. And, yep. and you've got to, you know, you've got to be that, that personable person. You have to be that personable person in advance. And you have to be that person when you get there. And, uh, you know, in, in Texas, I, uh, I worked with for a long time and, and helped build up a company called Computer Nerds. And sure. we did it. We did a lot of what Tim's doing here. And the best part about it, uh, one of the best parts was the name itself. Right. Oh, yeah. Is, is yep. that, you know, immediately because people are embarrassed when they can't solve their own problem. Uh, and, and they have to yep. turn to someone for help. Some people are, some people aren't, some people care less, yeah, yeah. but they're either laughing about your name or appreciating that you're not taking yourself overly seriously, but you're identifying who you are. Right. You know, I'm, and I yep. still go by the moniker, Dave, the nerd, right. It's, yeah, it's, it, perfect. it's stuck and it's great. People say, why, yep. why do you call yourself that? I'm like, well, you'd, well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. 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 It's, it's I mean, you'll you'll never done a great job. It. Yeah, that's correct. And, and uh, so it, the, the, other thing I would say is if you're the kind of private person, you're the business guy, maybe you have the accounting, you, you know, you handle the back end, this kind of thing. Perhaps you should think about partnering with someone that has, that, that wants to be that front to the business and that wants to get out there and talk and feels maybe more natural like that. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've always done better in my businesses with a partner always. Cause let me tell you, I suck at so many things and, you know, you, finding someone that can offset your weaknesses, it, you know, quite possibly, at least in my life, it has been, you know, one of the most important things that I figured out. And, you know, I'm the guy that likes to talk. I have the big mouth. You know, uh, I'll sit there and joke around, talk about stuff and all, all day long. But my partners have typically been the ones that 
have a little bit more accounting background or a little bit more, uh, you know, logistics and infrastructure. And, you know, I lean on them for stuff that I'm no good at. Yep. Uh, so I would encourage you to find that, you know, if, if you're, if, you know, things that, that are lacking in whatever skill set you have is also partnering with someone else. Cause there's somebody else out there that's like, Oh gosh, I don't want to do that part. But you know, you find this good mesh, it can be a great marriage and that's kind of what it is. And I guess, well, that, that, that goes good, back to what you were saying at the beginning, right? is you got to identify what you're good at. But at the yep. same time, that means identifying what you're bad at or what you're not good at. You know, hopefully you're, I mean, I guess we're all yeah. bad at stuff too, but you know, oh, sure. just figuring sure. it out and okay, either I'm not going to do those things that I'm bad at, or if my business needs those things to be done, I'm either going to partner with or hire someone. I'm, hire somebody. Yeah. I'm right. with you though. Yeah. The, the, the partnership thing I have, I'm in the same boat. I much better with a partner and I've done it both ways and I've been involved in things both ways. And, you know, backbeat started with a partner and now, you know, I, I wanted to buy them out and I think you're in the same sure. boat, right? With, yep. Yep, yep. Yep. And it's fine. But I, I mean, even, even today there are moments where I miss having that partner. And as you right. have employees that have been there a while, they can fill that, that role for you, you know, the, the, the sounding board and, and somebody, but it, you know, it needs to be the right person. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. And then it's good. So and that's a great uh, topic for I mean, we could talk a whole episode on that. So I, I've made a note. We'll come back okay. and talk about par- partnerships. Yeah, definitely. Whether they're, you know, in your business or strategic or whatever. We, we both have some feedback on that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's it. Just, you know, come back to getting the word out. And, you know, for for us, like some of the things that we did that were really popular is, you know, we, we created these YouTube videos and they they weren't everybody does repair videos and or at least now they do. And maybe back uh, in the day, they didn't quite as much, but we took a different take on it. And I had a guy that worked for me that was really talented and got interested in doing stop motion. And so we decided, Hey, let's, let's play around with this. And we would do our, our take apart video uh, without a technician, you know, t- uh, present, you know, on the video, it didn't look like there was a technician present because it was all, uh, you know, stop motion stuff. And so we just started playing around and creating these videos and it became wildly popular, you know, and, and I think we've had over, you know, 10 million views on, on videos over the years on these take apart things. And, uh, was there a message at the end to, Hey, check us out, this kind of thing? Yes. But it wasn't like, Hey, this is how you do it. Now come buy this from me. Um, because at the time we weren't even in the, in the parts business, we were really just in the repair business. So it was like, sure. Hey, here's some, inf- here's some information. And, you know, uh, in, in, in an entertaining way, there's some music and here, watch this, uh, you know, iPhone, take itself apart, if you will. Um, and another thing we did is we put cameras in the business, you know, talk about opening yourself up and we would, people love to see what's going on behind the scenes. You know, it's like the car wash with the big glass window, right? Uh, that everybody stares through and see what's goes on inside. It was the same for us. We would have a camera right down to the tech table and the people could log in on the website and watch their stuff being worked on or anybody's stuff being worked on. And uh, it, it was very, very powerful. So don't underestimate that stuff that you, you might look at and say, well, you know, nobody's really interested in that stuff. Yes, they are. They are. Absolutely. They they want to know what's going on. Yeah. And you can send, you know, you can send the message about your business everywhere without being that pushy, 
desperate seeming business owner that, you know, is totally reliant on the next sale that's going to make or break her business, his or her business. And that yep. may well be the case, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We, that's right. That's right. It's, you know, we both started businesses. We know what it's like to be in those moments. You think back and you're like, wow, if, if we didn't get that one order, I wonder oh, where things would have gone. Right. I mean, yep. this happens. It's totally normal. And every, I, I firmly believe that every business has that moment. Well, I was going to say has that moment, has those moments, those moments. It's yeah. not going to be just but you're one. the only one. Yeah. But you're the guy or your team should be the only one that knows that mm-hmm. uh, because and it's that hey, right. it's that it's that fake it till you make it. You're very confident. You know, you're a problem solver. No, nobody wants to hear about your struggles to meet payroll. Nobody wants to hear about your struggles to pay rent on your building or whatever. Well, Those they, stories, they do. They do. After okay. you've you've ah, like years yes, later. Yes, yes. I mean, one of my <laughs> right. favorite stories yes. is Fred Smith at FedEx. Do you know this one? Right. Uh, I know. So, yeah. The, the gambling thing. Yeah. So he was yeah, on his way back yeah. to Memphis, which is where FedEx was based. And uh, and he had I think they had enough money for one more round of payroll. That's right. And he was he was connecting through Chicago and thought, why in the heck am I going back to Memphis just to wrap up my business? And he looked at the flight board and saw a flight to Vegas. And so he took he went to Vegas and he took the entire payroll budget, you know, and put it yep. on red, I think, on the roulette wheel and yeah. let her go. So, and yeah, so you're right. That is a great uh, FedEx comment wouldn't, to make. FedEx yeah. wouldn't be here today. So this is a killer story. But yes, Fred didn't tell it at the time. <laughs> that's right. Now it's part of their myth, right? That's right. And and, and you're right. So you, you want to go back and yeah, that's tell. That's a very good point to make <laughs> uh, is going back and telling because everyone likes to hear about the struggle. They want to hear about how you succeeded and got through it because it, it also gives them uh, hope that, oh, hey, you know, I'm not the only one that's going through this stuff. And, you know, so I, I, you know, people want to know that they're connected with other folks that have gone through the same thing. That's it. Yeah. Misery loves yeah. company. And and whatever you've gone through, uh, well, I was going to say whatever you've gone through or are going through, Shannon and I have been through, that may or may not be true. You may be going through something at a much higher level that we have yet to attain. <laughs> but Yes. You yes. know, but it, at, it and that's the other thing at every level. You know, if you've got a if you've got a business where you've got 10 or 15 employees, um, you you may get to a point where the next order is the thing that makes or breaks your ability to either stay at 10 or 15 employees or grow to the next, you know, add the next five. Or if you don't get that order, you've got to ratchet everything down to five. You yourself are still going to be okay, and you're going to be in business. But, you know, you want to take care of your people and you want your business to grow. I mean, if your business is slowly shrinking because you're getting less and less business, well, that's probably not a good direction for most things, but yeah. And, and tell those stories, you know, and that's the thing is like you said it earlier, Shannon, people are always looking for content and that's not just us as readers or consumers of content. It's for people that tell that story. Reporters want to tell those stories. So if you can get to them, and if you can tell your story to that person, find the echoers, right? And and this is something we do at TMO. It's like, okay, you just wrote this article. Who cares about this? Not not who yeah, cares, that's right. but yeah, yeah. who actually is going to care and target that group or find the person that is their, you know, mouthpiece, right? Who who speaks to them? Go make friends with that person. Yeah. And and, yeah. and do it sincerely. Tell them why you're doing it. Look, I've I've got that's some right. stuff that's interesting to your audience 
I, I, and without saying it, or maybe you do say it, you're doing their job for them. You read an article in the newspaper, right? The, the, yeah, the, the first right. two paragraphs in the article are actually what's going on in what, with whatever it is. And then the end of it is full of quotes from people that are either involved in the story or maybe not even involved, but just tangentially related to this, whatever topic it is. You can be that person that gets those what we call fluff quotes at yes. the end of a piece. But let me tell you, those fluff quotes are good for two people. They're not good for the readers. Rarely are they good for the readers, but a lot of people use them. So it's yeah. still a thing. They're good for the reporter because they get to fill up, you know, their, their word quota, right? Sure. If they have one, which I think is stupid, but it's fine. It's a thing. So yeah. they get to fill up their word quota and you get to promote yourself by saying something that sounds intelligent. And they're not going to print right. something that doesn't sound intelligent because that's not in their best interests. Right? Sure. And you know? it, yeah. And, and the thing, too, to think about is is to really broaden what you could be, what you could talk about in, in, in meaning. Yes. You know, like I've always been in the technical business, but some of the best exposure that we ever received was talking about logistics and what I've realized over the years is that, you know, we were really uh, a logistics business because, you know, we figured out how to bring this stuff in overnight. We figured out how to pick it up. You know, if you called us by 2 p.m. anywhere in most you know urban areas in the U.S. Well, I started talking about that because it was interesting to me. And then, you know, I got a call from a very obscure, small little publication related to logistics and got an interview there because I had talked about it at a, I think at a Macworld and somebody, you know, picked it up from there and the Macworld Expo. And then after that, somebody called me from the San Francisco business times, again, a, a kind of a, a smaller, not a huge publication, but a great stepping stone to start to get your word out to, or your story out expertise, uh, you know, developing that, you know, you're the expert in this thing, or you have expertise in this field. So it's not always directly related to your business, but it could be anything. I tell guys, you know, we have, we have a lot of customers now that run repair shops out of their vehicles. And it's awesome. Some of these guys have big, those big sprinter, you know, vans, and it's like a tech lab on wheels. Yeah. And, and I talk to these guys like, man, you ought to be submitting the, the, uh, an article to uh, an auto magazine, you know, and the guy's like, well, why would I do that? It's like, cause this is awesome. <laughs> you know, look how you've outfitted this truck and, and this is your business where, you know, I've got this big building that, uh, you know, I've got to maintain, but look how you built this whole thing. And you could put two technicians in here doing repairs all day long. Somebody would love to feature an article about this vehicle and how, and the decisions that went in and what works and what doesn't. So, broaden your horizons about what you, you know, what you could talk about related to your business. It could be, it could be anything. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And just talk about it. That's it. You know, Scott Jordan, uh, who is the guy who started Scotty Vest. Actually, we we should try and get him on. He would be a great, he's crazy, but, um, in a good way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. And I've known him for, for years. He is, I mean, he makes Interesting clothing. I mean, it's a great clothing, yes. right? I mean, it's, they do right. a really good job with the way they make it all balanced. All of that, right? Their it's product, niche. their great product niche. is, is awesome. And it is a yep. great niche, but their success, uh, is, uh, you know, they could do all of that and be unknowns, or they could have Scott out there as the passionate self promoter, right? Pushing himself and his business and his brand constantly. 
And yeah. that's where you turn it in from a, you know, small little operation to a $50 million business. You got it. That's, that's it. Right. That's it. And, and that's the and difference. I, you know, yeah, yeah. you've got to be good at logistics and all of the things that you need to be good at. But, but if people don't know what you do and in today's world, it's up to you to tell them. And it yeah. won't happen. And, and we want to hear about it too. You know, we, we want to hear your stories. We love to share your stories here. We want to hear about the struggles and how you overcame them. Uh, things that, uh, you agree with us on you love and things that you're like, Oh, Hey, I have a different take on it. Guys. You missed this whole thing. You got it you wrong. Know, tell us. Yeah. Wrong. Tell us, you know, yeah. feedback at DBA podcast.com. Uh, you know, DBA podcast on Twitter, uh, you know, jump on the Facebook page. We want to hear from you. Have, having the feedback is awesome. This is what we're here for. We, Dave and I love the collaboration and uh, this is why we're doing this thing. And uh, we want to have a good time and hearing your stories and getting feedback from like Tim and uh, you know, Dave Glant. Those are great. That's awesome. Thanks for listening, folks. Shannon, have a uh, great week. We will. I don't we don't know when we're recording next week, but we will. We will. We will. And we'll put it out there. All right. Yep. We'll be back here. We'll let everybody know. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks.